Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by RacedayTV.com. For only known as Nashtravision, catch all the local action from Lee, Claremont, and Hudson, plus other select races throughout the New England region. If you were a previous Nashtravision member, this is going to roll right into RacedayTV.com. And if you aren't a subscription holder yet, go to RacedayTV.com and uh, type in promo code BFP for... $10 off your subscription price. And if you wanted to do pay-per-view, it's never going to be more than the advertised grandstand ticket price. Again, that is racedaytv.com. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy listening to us idiots? Want to support the show even more? Become a Patreon pal today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. A month, you can become a pal today. Benefits include an extra show every month, access to some of our old archive shows, discounts on merchandise, asking us questions on our Patreon questions segment every week, or just leaving us a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Once again, just four sixty nine a month. Become a pal today. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provision away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a microphone there <clears throat> two weeks off and we forget what we do uh. all right boys and girls this is gonna be episode uh fucking 252 yeah right yeah because we did two last time we were here then christmas happened today is new year's day what a that's fucking two, useless that's 252. holiday New Year's, New Year's Day. Day, the actual day of New Year's yeah, you Day, you get a is. day off because you got to get a new calendar. That's the that actually is the purpose of the holidays, so everybody can to go get to the store and buy a new calendar. Uh, that makes to sense. go to the calendar place at the mall. That, that makes sense. So I I went to work today uh, as I do most holidays, and it, it amazes me how little people show up when they're f- like forced in or just they volunteer. <clears throat> they just still don't show up, especially for a day like New Year's. It's like. What are you missing? College football didn't start till five. Yeah. Get out of work and go watch it. Exactly. (laughs) Like I was watching it on my phone while sorting mail. Like just be better at your job. I don't know. Um, But uh, my place of work just wasn't open. So there was really no point. And that's so that's a that's a good way to go about it for sure. Um, (laughs) For me, uh, it's something a weird little deal where they don't they don't give you your vacation time front loaded until like the 13th of the month or something like I had no idea that was the case. So now uh, going to Allentown this weekend, having to take Friday off, I needed to work today, which gives me a vacation day to take Friday off. So um going to, going to use my day off in style uh, on, uh, on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be back on the sauce then too. Can't wait for that. But yeah. So anyways, uh, Christmas came and passed and new year's came and passed and um, pretty anticlimactic, I think for, you know, at least on my, my, portion i didn't really do much a uh, couple christmas parties and just same old same old i feel like uh still haven't touched the booze got two more days left or three more days it's going fourth to fourth so uh on on thursday i'm gonna take a sip of that sweet nectar again and probably fucking run down <laughs> you the highway, won't make it so. to allentown <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. recommend the highway thing again, so you're done but. thursday yeah so yeah. what are we doing thursday night well, I, I I do think I I might have a uh, dinner in Massachusetts on on Thursday night. Mm. Um, 
luckily that is on the the road to say, sounds like i'm picking you up in massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're going to talk about that afterwards but uh gonna probably probably better to just take thursday night and keep the training wheels on and uh you know a couple two three uh, maybe handles. just maybe just well, a scuff session like, <laughs> like two or three beers yeah and, well yeah I'm, I'm gonna show up to the function with a six pack and, and just start ripping shots if fuck I, it. well maybe john forrest out <laughs> honestly <laughs> down honestly, the front stretch maybe. fuck them maybe and if i'm in any sort of shape that i am usually after working my nine to five i am um, malnourished mm. and probably shouldn't be drinking let alone getting out of my nine to five and then getting on the highway and driving for two hours probably not going to be eating and then just firing right into the alcaboos real good idea yeah well, I'm also now just realizing as we sat down at the table that Allentown didn't already happen. Yeah, Charlie um, asked perks us of, uh, if we yeah. went to Allentown yet. Yeah, perks of having a, a, a six-month-old child is that time just is a continuous loop. It's and, a flat circle. Yeah, and Jake was talking to me. He's like, are you coming down for the races this weekend? This and I just never even put six and nine together that the mm. date was Yeah, not we correct. actually went without you. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I was like, well, the date's not right. And I was like, Chase is six, so we're probably going to have to ax that plan. And now I'm realizing that that plan didn't. Mm. even happened yet so mm-hmm. that's exciting um, yeah you still have time to go yeah good for good for me uh yeah <laughs> um yeah chase was uh sick as fuck all last week <clears throat> so um now are you well yeah so the cool part is is uh when you have a six-month-old baby who's really sick and you hold them a lot they cough and spit in your mouth a lot so uh you then inherently just get sick so mm. that that's been a lot of fun um but yeah he's uh he's on the upswing and we also had christmas um a week late so we had it at, well, we had our Christmas, Christmas day. And then we went to, uh, Lindsay's brother's house yesterday and, uh, the boy brought home an asinine amount of gifts. Um, mm. we had to completely change one of our spare bedrooms into just a catch all for his shit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, uh, that was our week. Not a, not a lot going on except for, uh, the old shootout, but. Yeah, I hate the holidays, so I'm <laughs> glad this is all over. It's just an inconvenience. I didn't get nearly as much work done on my race car as I wanted. Um, probably drank way too much. Um, yeah, that's about it. It's tough when uh, my side of the family, I'm like the youngest one. So what is the point of Christmas at this point when mm. the 30-year-old is the baby? Mm. Mm. My cousin Wyatt's a little younger, but he uh, he just had his own newborn. They kind of stayed, stayed away from the family functions due to the fact that the kid's so young, so... A lot of uh, lot of beer drinking over the last two weeks to the point where I'm like, I think I might get home from Allentown and and uh, stop until Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah, not a bad plan. I mean, there's really it, everyone was like, yeah, you know, it seems like a really bad time to be doing that. You know, you get the, all the Christmas parties, and it's like, no, nope. I absolutely have to drink for family functions. There was no way. Oh well, I tell you what, there there's a couple family functions that I go to now that I should have alcohol because everyone else does, and I'm just standing there with the the, the hand clamped, but there's nothing in it, and uh, I it, it feel very left out. Feel, and not to mention that I'm also socially awkward, so the alcohol mm-hmm. certainly helps out quite a bit mm-hmm. when uh, you don't really know people. Yeah, um, so. Heard everything, saw everything for the first time at a family function in quite yeah, some you, time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do sometimes tend to struggle with the small talk. Mm, uh, I don't with, like, yeah, I don't. just like strangers. I would just <clears throat> rather just not say anything. Uh, mm. I'm good with just a head nod down or head nod up, whether I know you. And just the classic, how are we doing? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the hand up. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. living the dream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hit the clock and start doing it hey, again. Hey, what's up? Good and you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Sure, yeah. Uh, super One. looking forward to it. But no, uh, it's 
it's still, you know, it's one of those things. Everyone's like, oh, you must feel so much better. No, fucking don't feel better at all, honestly. Um, honestly, I am pretty, I was thinking about it yesterday because all I wanted to do, I, I worked Saturday and yesterday was my only day off. And New Year's, whatever, you're seeing everyone popping bottles. And I'm like, man, I, I really would like to take a drink. Uh, and it was one of the first times that I've actually been like, I do want to take a drink in this last month. Um, I haven't had really any issue with it. The, the thing that really, I think, fucked me the most was that when I came or when I before I went to uh, the Snowball Derby, I bought a bunch of beer and it was just all sitting in the fridge. So then I come back from the Snowball Derby and I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm not drinking. And then every time I open the fridge, it's like, what's hey, looking at me? Hey, buddy. Give me a little <laughs> wink. How are we doing? Hey, buddy. Just, just, just a sip. Just, just one, one's not going to kill just, you. Just the sip. One way to yeah. help <laughs> uh, curb your own drinking, though, is to buy a 12-pack for a New Year's party and leave it right in your fridge. Mm. Well, And uh, drive to the middle of Hollis mm. uh, at 9 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night. And there's, there's no stores out there. Yeah, now I'm, I'm assuming that you did find some alcohol. That Luckily, uh, maybe... uh, uh, my pal Bing, Brandon Ingalls, he... Uh, <sighs> He was willing to split his six pack uh, that I, I he got with say, me. I was gonna say he's get, giving you a couple and, free uh, sniffs off the uh, the. And top then of, of course, it. my girlfriend, mobile bartender. You know, I was like, I'm not doing shots. I'm not doing mixed drinks. Like just a couple two tree beers. You know, nothing wild, nothing crazy. And uh, yeah, that's a good way to make sure you only have three beers. Mm. Just only bring three. That's yeah. just enough to have a headache. <laughs> I, I was gonna. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I've never really been a big New Year's <laughs> Eve guy. I, I. It's funny. Like looking no, I back, stay up till midnight almost every night of the week. What the fuck is any different? Yeah, and, and I honestly was like, oh, okay, we have to go to bed at nine thirty. And Amanda's like, no, we gotta watch the ball drop. And fuck I'm like, that. No, it'll be on YouTube in the morning. It. Yeah, I was like, I ain't watching the ball drop. And uh, you watch the ball drop, huh? Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> why was it? Brad was <laughs> your, Amanda wanted to watch the ball drop. Brad did not want to watch the ball drop, so they compromised and they watched, watched the, the ball, ball drop. drop. Yeah. It was like late too. Like all of our phones said twelve o'clock, and then it was like forty five. 44 yeah. and it's like we were watching the country one come on um the, the nashville whatever, one yeah yeah, yeah. and so it was like two we minutes behind yeah <laughs> we're like what the fuck mm -hmm. yeah that was that was the one that we were watching too because the whole day i was just watching football on the top tv and the tulsa shootout on the bottom tv and then uh at one point amanda's like do we really care about this game like i'd, I'd rather watch the tulsa shootout like on the big tv and i was like yeah actually that's a good point so i switched them so then the Packers game was just down below. And so then we go into the room, whatever, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed. And I look at my phone. It was like 1130. I was like, oh, shit. I might as well just fucking well, yeah. stay up at this point. And so it's getting it's it's literally like 1158. There's been no mention of wanting to watch the ball drop for three hours, maybe. And I'm just like setting up the Roku and, and I'm watching the tell shoot. And there's like a little gap in time. And I'm like, you know, we could watch the ball. <laughs> and I flip over. By the time I got over to Hulu, like logged in, fucking found one of the celebrations or whatever, and clicked on it, my phone already said twelve oh one. And by God, was Nashville fucking way behind because mm. uh, they were still counting down from. Oh, 10. they're in a different time zone. Which still, which makes even less sense. They're actually, they're, they're, <laughs> in these, they're in the east time zone. <laughs> well, how would they possibly be in the east? They also were going back and forth between uh, Times Square and Nashville. Yeah, I, from that one broadcast. I took a gummy last night and just immediately started thinking about, like, how weird is it that you could live in Pensacola, Florida, and your buddy fucking 10 minutes down the road is like, Happy New Year! And you're like, what nah, are you talking about, wait. man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, like, when Y2K happened or whatever, yeah. like, and I assume it was a worldwide thing. But Remember like, when the planet was supposed to, like, explode for that? Yeah, or, like, people from... I, I would assume that there were so many people from California calling their friends in New York, like, did the world end? <laughs> We all right? Good? Are all right. we dead? All right. Yeah, give it, give it three hours. I'm going to go to bed. Um, the age that I was when I 
first remembered what the ball drop was was right around 99 2000 whatever and boy was i disappointed when i found out they didn't just let it go Mm. and it didn't just smash (laughs) and crash into the earth just does like it just it just stops it's like well what what was that like i was all excited i expected to see like destruction and chaos and i just see like what, it what just a, gently stopped. Not that. What a, what a shame that would be. So from the Stark Age of Five, I stopped caring about the ball drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. my uh, my weapon of the week is I saw a video today of the New York Police Department fucking humans or whatever. Uh, As would, opposed to the robots or yeah, the horses. Yeah. Um, os- ossifers, they were opening the gates at 10.27 a.m. And there were people... Like full-grown adults running as fast as they can. Like These a lot of them get to vote. Clearly, looked like they were by themselves. So it's like you're at this point, you're not holding anyone's spot in line because there's literally a million people behind you. And it's like so you're just gonna stand there. And I understand, you know, make friends. That's good, great. But what the fuck? You're wasting a whole day. You have nothing better to do well, on you a gotta, Sunday. You got to get a front row seat to see Flo Rida and Young mm. Lucas. Oh boy, do I. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do that. No, yeah. I don't need to either. No. That's just, that's some of the people that we uh, share this planet with, you know, like those people. They're allowed get, to breed, which get, is really the Yeah, more they get to vote. Issue. They can procreate, you know, just maybe that ball should crash into the earth mm. really hard right about there and just wipe all those people out. Yeah. All those so, people would be. Speaking crazy. of people that shouldn't procreate, did you see the, the, um, the, the uh, fucking, I can't even think the, um, what's the, when you. Yeah. Jerk off. Nope. You are doing a jerk <laughs> yeah, off. That action. was very. When you uh, protest. Oh, at, picket. at BIW. Mm, picket, the picket fence. The picket line. I, I personally Kenny have picketed. Uh, Kenny have picketed. You ever, have you ever like driven by BIW? No. Uh, there's not, like, unless on my way home from so Wisconsin. There's like but they're typically not picketing at 9 o'clock there, at night. It's, it's a very big area. But mm-hmm. like there's one way to get in from the main road. Maybe two. And um, all these folks um, that were like, we stand for Israel, decided to just lay in the road to get in and out of BIW. Mm. Did somebody, <laughs> I hope somebody didn't stop. And, and they like, they like bus people out of there because like all the workers have to park like miles. Yeah, there's, miles a, there's a spot in Wyndham where like eight or 10 dudes park yeah. their cars and they get a shuttle. And, and there, there's one way to get in with a bus. And there's people laying in the road. I'm like, that's meh, called. Meh. Na- I believe that's called natural selection. Just run them over. You, you know, see, for me, was this um, recently? Yeah. Mm. Per- personally, like last week, I think. Personally, I don't. BIW is bath ironworks, by the way. For those that don't, I know. don't think I would have it in me to just, Bill, if you will, I won't <laughs> just not crack the throttle. But the people that do, God bless you. Those are some great viral videos <laughs> of just humans just <laughs> ragdolled out of the way. Oh yeah, usually like, in re- usually in the red states. <laughs> Like I have no problem with people protesting. You're usually a fucking idiot for whatever. Like the, it's, the majority it's of okay people to that, be wrong, but don't inconvenience me. Right? Just don't <laughs> like don't make people late going home after work. Like yeah, the, or why? To work. What are you accomplishing? By yeah, doing the fi- the 57 year old divorced dad who just wants to go home and drink whiskey. That's uh, it. <laughs> didn't cause Israel yeah. to have a downfall, so it's not his fault. <laughs> Let him leave. <laughs> Like what? It, it just never ceases to amaze me. Like, why aren't they standing out there with signs that just say "I don't have a job"? Because it's like, dude, it's eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah. on a Wednesday. I'm getting paid like, by Israel. Where the fuck are? Yeah. yeah, and that's ironic if they stand with Israel, but they're laying in the road. Shouldn't their signs right? say "I lay with Israel"? <laughs> that's a whole I think different that's section a, yeah, of the internet. Yeah, that's a whole. I, I don't so think that's Mia Khalifa or, is that her name? Oh yeah, <clears throat> mm, bombs. <laughs> Plural. Mm. Uh, so that was uh, the growing tensions in Israel. Um, <laughs> would you would you rather From go? Bath, Maine. Would you rather mm. go to 
the New Year's Eve ball drop in New York City with all those people. Stand Never. there from 10.30 a.m. No. on or uh, jump in a submersible and go to the Titanic. I think the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah easier death, I think. Those guys don't even know what hit them. Yeah, that, see, that's what they say, but I just I still can't wrap my head around it. Just they heard... <laughs> that was it. They were gone. They were eviscerated. I get, so I like, hear that like almost daily, and I'm, boy, am I glad I'm still here. See, I, I just again still just chalk that up under that's natural selection. Like mm. if you're if you're gonna do that, yeah, you got into a, I, pro, a used propane tank uh, <clears throat> controlled by an Xbox controller. What did you think? <laughs> I think was it was like happen? a Nintendo controller, wasn't yeah, it? I don't know. But it's like yeah. that that made sense to you. Mm. I also it, felt like it was three years ago. I yeah, well, yeah wasn't that like. That was relatively like, recently, was like eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like I had one of those shitty controllers because it wasn't even an Xbox one, and I couldn't mm. get it con- to connect to the computer that was right next to me, let alone <laughs> miles and miles and miles down in the ocean. Let alone have it control an actual like vehicle. Mm. Yeah, if you can't get like Bluetooth reception, your your Xbox controller is probably not connecting. So speaking of weapons, we can go back a, a week or so. Um, I am my own weapon, and it worked out great for me. It worked out um, in my favor, but I am stupid, and this is why. So I get home on, what is Christmas Eve? Uh, Saturday, Sunday, I don't know. And I'm in a weekly football pick pool where you pick the winner of every game. You get um, you know whoever wins the most games over the course of the year wins the pool, and I am leading. So I get home just absolutely I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. Just clueless on what's going on. Turn on NFL Network, and I see what is the Pittsburgh and Cincinnati Bengals football game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. NFL's on today. Love that. So I'm watching, I'm watching, and late in the game, Pittsburgh ties it up, and they go on to win the game. So I go on to my pick'em's pool, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucks. I picked the Bengals. Oh, well. And then I look, and i like, oh, I can still change it. Oh, there's got to be, like, some glitch in the system or something. Like, I'm going to change it. I'm gonna <laughs> you, change, you watched a replay, didn't I'm you? I'm going to change it to Pittsburgh. So I changed it to Pittsburgh. I'm in two of them, by the way, two different like leagues with two completely different like apps. Like, oh, <clears throat> both of them are fucking wrong. All right, I'm, I'm changing to Pittsburgh. Cincinnati heavy favorites to win this game, and they lost. I'm like, all right, cool. And then uh, about an hour goes by, and uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati kicked off. I was like, oh, I watched a replay of <laughs> an old game. <laughs> You really had them there, Bob. Mm. But why it worked out for me? Uh, the Steelers won. Ninety percent of the people in both leagues had uh, had the Bengals because mm. they were heavy favorites. Mm. And uh, Mason Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, delivered a Christmas gift to me and three others for who picked the Steelers, and I got a win and continue to lead the pool. So nice, boy! Is I'm stupid. It is time just a flat circle. Cause I, I love it when stupidity works in your favor, though. It's not stupid if it works. It's for but boy, did I think I was smarter than everybody for a second. <laughs> I feel like Mason Rudolph has been in Pittsburgh for a decade, and they've booed him out of the stadium for a, a whole decade. Bonked him out of the and stadium. The, one yeah, time. yeah, he did. He got bonked. He, he for did. Sure. He did do a bonk. And then all of a sudden, he's just saving the season. Yeah, he's. Like the greatest quarterback of all time. Like should, should have rode the lightning. I should have picked him yesterday. The year of the backup quarterback. Team yeah. Burr. Good save. Oh, Thanks. Yeah. That was a save, Michael McDowell. Save. Remember yes. when those were like the actual just the the deal? What do you mean? We you just had four of those. Oh yeah. Well, on like a tripod. Mm. And we had to like hold it. it and they anyway. just straight up don't they don't tripod. <laughs> like they just fall fl- like It is hard forward. to believe how <clears throat> many iterations of the show we've gone through how shitty we sounded before like mm. i went back and uh, i've run out of things to listen to because every every show is off because of holidays so i was like 
I was going through like the the shows that keep winning in the in our popularity contest, the favorite show of the year, and no less than fifty weeks ago we had Jeff Champagne on, and that was our two thousand and twenty three uh, show of the year. We sound like ass. Mm-hmm. It was these microphones. It was just a different soundboard, and we sound yep. horrible. Yeah, it's all mm. scratchy and muffed, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm, muff. I can't imagine. I'm gonna go back now that you, uh, for if you're a Patreon pal for four sixty nine, nice a month. Uh, Brad just put up a couple of the uh, unpublished shows from back in the day. Those are gonna sound terrible. Like they were fucking. Oh boy, any, any cancelable <laughs> items in there? Um, probably, but uh, <laughs> boy, do they sound terrible. There was one where, and so the way that it, this you works is for Christmas. Is I have a uh, no? I actually got a whole new phone because oh, uh, my shit. phone can't was completely. Wait for you to destroy that this weekend. You should have held on like one more week to get a new phone no no i'll be good um i will say though one real fucking just curveball thrown at you is uh when you're at the store picking up your phone and the guy goes oh so you know you you must have already switched everything over to uh the new charger oh usb-c like, huh i was like what the fuck's the new charger welcome to the real no chargers. idea and yeah sure as shit now we got the usb-c so it's Some, universal something my all, android uh, has had for four years mm, yeah we can mm. all use it um but uh yeah uh what was i saying before. For the second time in 20 minutes, Charlie's forgotten how to podcast and just Why? bashed his face off the microphone. <laughs> no, it pulled the hair out of my oh. lip. Oh, yeah. No, the uh, the Patreon show, when I went to go upload those old ones, like I just kind of scroll through to see what were the most listened to ones and which ones I haven't put up yet, and I just decide which one I'm going to throw up. So I'm looking, and I threw up. It was like however many listens it was the most listened to one that wasn't published yet on patreon and i was like oh you know click on this one well we've started recording live from like the oxford parking lot and it wasn't the 250 show no it was just it a was, regular pass race yeah it was like a sunday there afternoon. was there was ad an ad at the beginning that was being scrummed <laughs> and scrum. it was very scratchy it was <laughs> uh, very I can't wait bad. to hear it um but it honestly, so is that you, the one where we're like next to a generator the whole yes, time? Yeah, yeah. you got to get through the ad read because it does the audio does get better. Um, it is still on our fucking lollipop microphones that we had, so it's mm. never the greatest. Like but. I remember when I started, I bought my own microphone and my own stand, and I would adjust the volume. We'd do a show, I'd listen, and then I'd go, "Okay, I got to go one way or the other." So I'd come <laughs> back a week later and adjust the volume on my <laughs> microphone. And there was weeks where I was yelling, and there was other weeks where you can't even really hear me because. Mm. I fucked with the volume so much. Boy, what a 2024. We're now, now we on, get to just show up and sit down. We are on calendar year number five of this show. Yeah. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to all Isn't the it six now, though? new patrons. Well, no, we started we've in, done five, right? We started in 19. I'm saying like calendar oh, year. So. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to all the new Patreon pals that signed up. I, uh, I don't know no, 18. when the last time we did this was, but uh, so we'll just go back for everyone that is in the last four weeks. Uh, Shane Gendron, Stephen King. Mm. Mm. that stephen king same guy i think so uh frank caldwell blaine thomas jared bell cody breezy cheryl leone it's one of our moms uh tanner stokes clint moulton ryan stewart and nicholas fitzpatrick uh thank you to all of you guys for signing up and uh not to be confused with ficklest nick patrick Mm. yes yeah patreon 469 a month nice nice Black flag, no, patreon.com. Those are cookies, by the way, black flag podcast. Mm. Any cookie that comes in, (laughs) they're batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Any cookie that comes in a metal tin is going to be a good one. You know it. Uh, But the sugar coated one's not bad. No, no, typically. (laughs) We'll we'll give them one of these. Yeah, I mean, if if we're having them. Mm. You ever heard of Whole 30? 
Excuse me? Sounds like we're chewing glass. <laughs> Boy, are those fucking butter cookies so good. Mm. And they're, they're Danish, huh? The, As opposed to <clears throat> Swedish. The, the Dina Marka. Whatever language that is. Uh, the Danish makes one fuck of a cookie, I'll tell you that. If if I would have if I would have opened that right, is it like did, the Netherlands? I did. I don't fucking you know. know. Oh no, beats the flying <laughs> piss out of me. But so as opposed to the sitting piss. Yeah. Mm. Um. What one did you get that was good, Brad? The butter one. I got the pretzel one that had the sugar on top of it I'll because um, I'm a pre-diabetic. Um. So <laughs> what was I saying? Um. Oh no. When I when I used to do mm. fucking good stuff, Boy mm. Scouts. When I was a kid, I used to be so pissed that the girls got the cookies and we had fucking popcorn in metal containers like that. <clears throat> you know, you got, to, you got to race blocks of wood down the stairs or whatever. Oh yeah, what a thrill. Um. But like you're going around house to house. They're sp- well, they want you to. We probably shouldn't anymore. Um. Just set up camp outside a weed shop. Hey, shout out those girls mm. last year at Atlantic City. There was two little girls selling Girl Scout cookies in the staging area in the pits at Atlantic mm. City. Baller move. <laughs> that is spectacular. Gangsters. <laughs> those girls are gangsters. They're both millionaires. Yeah. Oh, boy. They sold out in six minutes, <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, that was breakfast, <clears throat> lunch, and dinner for some race teams. Mm. Mm. I'm all in. I hope that they come back. I'm I don't know when down. the... Pass that 10. I don't, I don't know when the season for Girl Scout cookies is, but it has to be. I haven't had one of these. I, can't, I, can't, I don't even it's think it's... the next Noah Khan song. <clears throat> season of the Scout cookies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be... A hit for sure. Uh, anyways, so uh, I think that we're going to take a brief intermission. We do have a guest coming on, and uh, we're going to dial him up. And uh, we'll is be- it that guy? It is that guy. Fuck yeah, yeah. Do so- we do we get sued for copyrighted music? Because we really can't not play "Still Dre" while introing this guest. But I don't know if we don't try. Yeah, mm, we should. I, I think Eminem's probably lost their number by now. <clears throat> I don't know. He's going he's, he's to call Dre I in his basement. Be like, hey, these guys, they're fucking at it again. <laughs> <laughs> We are a multi-layered of, joke. And we are on the top of some shady's uh, priority list for sure. Yep. All right. Anyways, oh, cool. so we'll be back in like sixty-nine seconds. Nice. All right, boys and girls. So uh, as we uh, kind of alluded to already, and as I'm sure you've already figured out based off of uh, the show post and everything, uh, without any further ado, for the second time here on the Black Flag Podcast, we have uh, Tire Changer uh, over at Team Penske. Uh, he's Championship also tire changer. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, he is also uh, one fuck of a race car driver behind the behind the wheel of uh, TQs, as we've seen him before. Also, uh, big win over in Indiana. Uh, we're just going to introduce him now. The one, the only, Skip Flores. How goes it, pal? Good, good. I'm happy that they didn't take any tire samples in <laughs> Indiana because the last time I was on the show, it didn't quite work out for me. That was going to be my first question to you was, have you uh, uh, cleared tech and uh, all good there? But it sounds like you are. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Did yeah. You- we, we couldn't go two for two on that one. That would have been a real bad look mm-hmm. on our part. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad deal, but move on. Did you ever give the trophy back or do you still have it? I did. And it was the bad part was that like, we were, you know, you guys were part of it. I mean, there were stickers on it. People were signing it. People were drinking out of it. Like, that trophy got used up that night in Atlantic City. And then we were like, uh, oh. And Pete McDonald went to Blewitts and picked it up. <clears throat> we had SD20 that thing down. <laughs> I'm all, sure. Uh, it was all, like, uh, loose. Like, you know, like, trophies get loose because the bottom bolt. Like, it was all loose and, like, falling apart. Cause you should have just given it back in pieces. 
I'm sure nah. Tim. I'm sure Tim Buckwalter greatly appreciated a gently used trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, he, he's a, he's a racer. He's good with it. Uh, uh, shit. So uh, um, it's been two years since we had you on. Um, a lot of cool shit happened to you this year. Um, talk about. Uh, I guess the what I maybe I'm wrong, but I assume is the biggest thing. Uh, you're a Cup champion now. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a hell of a run, dude. That that whole playoff format and especially when you get like down to the round of eight and to the championship round it's just so stressful uh especially over the wall and the over the wall side of it because it's like at any point in time you can take your team out of it so it's a hell of a way to make a living but it was a lot of fun. it's a lot of fun when everything goes right and uh just yeah that that whole that whole process i, I think i'm the, the first time i was i was part I was on the team. I wasn't changing tires, but I was part of the team in 2011 when Tony Stewart um, won the championship, and I was a mechanic and traveled. And I was on the I was on the team, but I was 23, and I didn't quite understand it all. This time, you know, I took on I took in the whole experience, you know, and, and just really appreciated it. So it was really cool to be able to do. I, I will say that uh, one thing that stuck out to me since uh, the last time we had John, I think when you were on the show last time, it was just before they NASCAR did this whole big swap over to the Gen 6 or the next gen car, whatever it is, um, in the single lug nut deal. And you were saying, like, it, you know, if it's either on or it's not on. Like, there's no loose wheels when it comes to this deal. And uh, I remember watching watching the race. I think it was Daytona, and I saw the first wheel come sailing off a car. I was like, that motherfucker was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ain't. It's not like, you know, if you get if you have a loose wheel, there's a couple holding them on before they spin off the threads. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's as hard as it's ever been as far as that goes. And just the movements and like, even though you're, you're hitting less lug nuts, you're going so much faster. I mean, we're doing eight, nine second stops. We did a nine, seven, the last stop at, uh, Phoenix and got beat by Larson's guys that did like a nine, five. So you're just, you're hauling ass and splitting hairs and hoping everything's tight. Uh, and my, my brain can't even keep up with it anymore. So, so describe that that scene, I guess. You know, going into championship weekend, it's Phoenix, right? Everybody knows it comes down to one race. Uh, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, whatever, that's the current system. And that's where it's at. There's a lot of pressure put on you in that circumstance. So kind of walk us through that day and, uh, you know, what, what that was like once it came down to crunch time and what you were going through and then finally watching uh, old, old YRB there take it home. Yeah, I knew that we were we were going to be good, and and it's it's funny because you you kind of like everybody talks about like what's what do you do different? What do you do different this week? And the way that I've always approached it, and my team approached it, is like it's not that we don't do anything different. It's not like you're not like oh it's the same week because it's not the same week. It's it's way bigger, but every week throughout the season you have to work at being a championship team. You just don't become one you have to, you have to build that. And it's, it's the work you put in. I say it a lot. Like the goal is not to win the championship. It's the result of all the work that you put in, in the practice area and with your team and uh, on yourself uh, in the gym and with the train, with the training staff. So every time that I would get nervous, I would just remind myself why I started, you know, and it was just reflecting like, Hey, this is why you started. This is where you wanted to be. What are you nervous about? This is exactly what you want to be doing. And that was like, when the caution comes out with 30 to go and you're, you know, going to win a championship, it's, it's not like, oh, I hope I don't fuck this up. It's like, 
let's go. This is, this is why I'm here. Let's go. And, and that was the mindset. And, you know, Blaney, uh, we, we just, the way that this season works, man, is so many ups and downs and it's so long and you just really have to hit it right. And after we won Martinsville, it was like, I don't think there's anybody there that didn't think we were going to win it. Even after qualifying, like we qualified 15th and that, you know, that, that was a little bit of a damper, but it's like, yeah, it doesn't, the races are so long that other than pit stall selection, it doesn't really matter where you qualified. How much would you uh, attribute that, that that was got a really hard word to come out for some reason? Um, your your success this year to uh, the amount of time that you spent in the cold tub. <laughs> oh, I dude, I don't know. It's not bad, but 30, 36 year old tire changer. I got to find ways to to edge out some of these young guys, and that's been a. I had to get surgery. Uh, I went home. So I was actually going to race wall stadium the Saturday before Pocono. I went home, brought the kids up there. We were going to stay for a week between Pocono and like Watkins Glen. And I went to, we were at my mom's house. I woke up Saturday morning before Pocono and I had like sharp pain in my stomach. So I went to the hospital and I ended up getting emergency appendix surgery. So I was out for five weeks leading up to the playoffs. And, uh, through that time off, like I had never, I had never taken any time. I missed one race. Uh, for the birth of my first, my daughter. And I hadn't missed a race in like 16 or 17 years, you know, and you don't ever take any time off. So that's the first time I've ever had five weeks off um, from traveling or working since like, I don't know, ever, right. You don't get by since summer break, my last year of high school, maybe. But um, I really took that time to like work out with our trainers and just dig into being the healthiest I could be and longevity and, you know, how I'm, how I'm going to change tires, maybe, even you know, another, another four or five years or more. And, uh, you know, the cold tub was something that we've always had kind of sitting there at Penske, um, and just started reading some of the benefits of it. I know it's kind of a niche thing, but it really, uh, I don't know, seems to work. So I keep doing it. It, it really sucks. Uh, which is one reason I like doing it. Cause like, if I do that first thing in the morning, then like, Everything else during the day is pretty easy. It, it is crazy. I, I feel like it's just that mindset that it puts you in. But uh, and honestly, when you were talking about how uh, you know, anytime that you'd get nervous, you'd realize just how uh, this is this is what you've you know worked for the, uh, for your whole career and, and what you want to be doing. But uh, honestly, I feel like the the cold tub plays a, a huge factor. I don't have a cold tub. Uh, I don't work at Penske. Yeah, but, but luckily, uh, we live in Maine and we can just go outside mm, and find a pond right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either that, or uh, I, I do. I do like uh, just a trip to the sauna and then immediately turn the shower as cold as it'll possibly go, and just sit there and just shiver. And just it, 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 it does something to you. It just wakes you up, and you just don't. It, nothing else in the world it feels like matters once you get out of that thing. Absolutely, it, I have seen you as well uh, do that, and it's made me want to get a cold tub for my basement for sure. Yeah, I get my I get my balls busted about it quite a bit. So then everybody that busts my balls about it, I tag them, and they all get like. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Bolins is a crew chief for, uh, he was a crew chief for Cindric. He was, and now he's a crew chief for Harrison Burton on the 21, but he'll always walk back in the training room and joke about it. So like I tag him, my gas man, there's a bunch of people I tag in and they're always like, stop tagging me in your damn cold tub post. <laughs> I think that's half the reason that I do it, um, is more cause I'm messing with those guys, but yeah, it's kind of become, 
become my thing a little bit. Yeah, I think the next thing that we're going to add to the studio here, we got a, a dining table with four microphones, and we're just going to have a cold tub in the corner <laughs> wrapped with BFP. And uh, we're going oh, yeah. to make sure to tag you and, and anyone else that... Uh, and, uh, Tom Segura. It, <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan. Put, put somebody in that thing and rapid-fire questions at them, see if they can get them right. Oh, ooh. A lot of truth coming out of that tub, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, talking... Or go ahead, Brad. Well, no, just uh, I feel like we've covered the uh, the NASCAR side of things quite a bit, but, uh, you know, you, you dabble in the racing, it seems like, whenever you possibly can, and uh, that, that leads you into uh, a big win this past weekend. So uh, bring us through that. Yeah, we're uh, being here in the Northeast, and I'm sure I'm not the only one to say, like, kind of ignorant to what the rumble at Fort Wayne is. Like, I know it's an indoor race with midgets and stuff, but I don't really know anything else about it. You guys all look like you're running midgets from like the seventies out there. Is it like a contest to see who can build like the most seat, uh, straight up seat race car or. Yeah. The, the I've kind of got found up, wound up at the rumble just because my niches be kind of come indoor racing with not being able to race much and indoor, indoor racing, something that kind of puts me on a level playing field with everybody. Cause nobody really has a notebook of it. They all get the race once, once the rumble and t- you know, twice with, with the Lenny salmons deal. So Puts us on the level playing field, and we're able to run the premier division, which is important to me. But the Rumble, man, falling in love with Atlantic City and what, what's become indoor racing by watching Lisa Cohen and being friends with Joey Payne and all those guys, and then finding, you know, getting a ride. I've also watched them transfer over and run the Rumble, and then working for Tony Stewart um, for a couple of years at Stewart Haas, you know, that that's always that's one of his favorite races of the year. So I always followed it. And there became an opportunity to run for Randy Burroughs, who's a car owner, um, owned a car for Billy Weiss for a long time. And we ran uh, one year with him, and then Louie bought his own car, um, which is they're, – they're called Munchkins, which is uh, a car – it's all it's all kind of the guys that were like at Thursday Night Thunder. It's, it's just the whole – it's a whole other group of people. It's Indiana sprint car guys, midget guys, dirt and asphalt, and um, – yeah, it's, it's their it's their version of Atlantic City, and it's it's really really a cool event. And the cars are a little bit antiquated; they're old. They have Volkswagen motors, but the racing's really good nonetheless. I think that makes it that much cooler, though. Like I love it. I I don't watch it as much as I should, but I definitely paid attention to what's going on all weekend, and I just love I love that shit. Like I said, the cars look like they're straight out of the seventies. Like you just put a fresh coat of fucking powder coat on them and some vinyl, and and pulled them out of the weeds. It's pretty close to that, and it's really tough because like there's not many people that build Volkswagens anymore. Right. And they're really uh, hard to work on. So like, that's what happened to us. We won the race, but it just kept puking oil and like the puke tanks next to me. So if you, there's a picture where I'm holding up a belt and if you look at my left arm, it's just covered in oil. You can tell kind of in the white, my fire suit, I was just completely covered in oil. So the next morning we were a little late because I went to the laundromat and wash my fire suit i wondered what that was about i saw i saw you put that on your instagram story and i it i I guess like i weren't even smart enough to think of that i thought somebody might have like dumped champagne or something on you yeah that makes more sense (laughs) i assumed it was just kind of a crazy post-race party (laughs) no yeah just like i was like had to wash my suit and gloves because they were just killed and um so yeah i'm in a laundromat in fort wayne indiana (laughs) uh really nice place though Sounds uh, it. The laundromat, that is. <laughs> and we get to the track, and I walk in, and Randy Burroughs, who I drove for that first year, but he takes care of the cars now. He's like, dude, are you good with not racing tonight? Because, like, there's no way we can stop this oil leak. And they came over here like, hey, you need to stop that oil leak. And I'm like, well, I don't want to quit, like, roll over. And he's like, 
well, let's leak it down. And we leaked it down and it just had so much blow by. It must have broke a ring or something. So we were lucky to get the win, but the motor was too hurt to be able to run the next night. And there's a couple offers to run some 600s and run some other things. But if I'm, if I can't do a full blown effort, I'm not going to, I'm mature enough in my racing career where I'll just do no effort other than a half ass one. Well, that's fair and certainly a bummer. But anyways, congratulations on, uh, on the win. Yeah, it's cool. Nonetheless, that's like the, that's like the try. That's every indoor race. So that's, that's really, really cool. I think the only other ones that win, you know, the midget race there and the, and the Atlantic city is Lusaconi. So that's who I'm driving for. And that's pretty good company to be in. I'm uh, pretty sure that the vast majority of our listeners have no fucking idea who Lusaconi is, but the super modified kid in me over here is like geek because that guy was the man. Or is Lou's the man? Going, dude. More people know Lou than you think. Lou's a very popular guy. He hasn't raced in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but we're in late model country up here, man. And and anytime I talk about supers, all people want to do is just make fun of me because they don't have starters. So that's what I'm dealing with up Which here. Which is fair, I feel. But Which is, I, I would agree. That's, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe fair. A week, that's, we have that conversation. Every chili bowl, myself. It takes too joy, fucking really, long. Just We really piss off. Um, Kevin Swindell. <laughs> That's not hard to it's do, like, though. This is our annual. We like watching the Chili Bowl, but why does this thing have to be pushed off by a 1973 Jeep Commander? Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and Kevin Swindell's always like, it's part of the history. Yeah, it's like, it's 2023, dude. You can fit a starter on there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same argument I fight, and it's a losing uh, battle every time. I'm like, if you, I, my excuse is it robs horsepower, and all my friends are afraid of going slow. But yeah, if everybody's got the same one, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think super modified's like, I, you could make an argument for sprint cars and midgets that there's really nowhere to put them and to fit the clutch, right? You guys have plenty of room, so I don't... What are you talking about? My car doesn't even have a seat in it. Never. Where the fuck am I going to put a starter? <laughs> I'm just saying there's more. Between the, between the wheels, There, if you made room for a clutch and a bell housing, you could fit it. You can't... The wheelbase is not long enough for a midget to do that. It, it's also 2023. Like you said, though, like some, I'm sure somebody can come up with something where there, we don't have to wait 45 minutes for everything to get fucking. There used started. to be some guys up here that would put flex plates and a starter on super modifieds and run them in the run what you brung race, but they didn't put a bell housing or a transmission or anything. They just click them into gear and push start. And hopefully it drove off. Oh, <laughs> it's a, I, but it is I'll, to your point. It is kind of cool getting pushed off, like locking in gear, getting pushed off the, you know, you get a little pressure, you flip the fuel on, you flip the switch on it, blah, like it's, there's not, you feel like kind of like a badass when you do it. Yeah. The, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that. Well, you don't get that feeling in the crate cars and my crate car, there definitely is enough room for a starter for sure. But my big block car, I would not have room because I have the engine is directly in line with the oil tank and the side cell and then the left rear tire. So I don't know where I'd be putting in any of that stuff, but um, that's the coolest part. I met, I met this guy, doc that helps us out in Fort Wayne. He's uh. He's from Kalamazoo. He helped Bentley Warren forever, and he helps Clyde Booth now. And it's just there's a lot of super modified guys out there, so it's really cool to uh, to talk with them. And I'm, I'm gonna have to strap into one sooner or later. Yeah, twist my arm, man. I'll let you try it anytime. <laughs> okay. I don't know when you're ever gonna be in Maine or New Hampshire, though. Loudon weekend. We got a race at Starts right down the road from Loudon. If you want to come holla at it. Hey, I'd be down. Bring my helmet bag. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Um, speaking of super modifieds, and this, uh, I feel like it's a good transition. Uh, the TQs are kind of like mini super modifieds. So uh, our main reason for having you on this week is uh, we're going to Allentown this weekend to kick off the AAR and indoor series. Um, talk about that. And you won Allentown last year, correct? Finished second. I won the first night, which was just a qualifier, and then run second the second night. Uh, had a shot at it, but yeah, just run second. Didn't quite, a little too loose. But you are the most winningest guy at Allentown. I'm kind of just going off memory here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, we got five five of eleven. So Damn. almost we were fifty percent before last year. Finished second, and uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we've won almost every year we've gone there, whether it be a qualifier, you know, like the Friday night qualifier, <laughs> or they used to have two shows, which they're back to this year, two full features. So hopefully, so, we can win both from ten thousand dollar bonus if you win both this year. So, so actually, that I, that's one thing that it would be interesting to ask. I guess is that obviously indoor indoor racing kind of if you look at it from a thousand feet, it is what it is, right? Like if you're going to Allentown, whether it's there, Syracuse, Atlantic City, whatever it is, you, you're still racing on a hockey rink with basically coke syrup on the floor, right? So, what is it that makes you particularly good at Allentown compared to somewhere else? I think Allentown's just smaller, um, and it tends to like work better it's a little bit easier to pass if somebody's car isn't well it used to be easier to pass where they started spraying the track all fucked up um but like when it was when it was rubbered up all the way across and you know you could really work on your car and get it to rotate the center and get underneath somebody and get a run atlantic city's a little bit bigger and it's a little bit harder to like build runs um and i just haven't really had like the greatest of of luck at Atlantic city. Um, I hate like using that term, but it just hasn't really worked out. Uh, right. Like you were in contention last year. Um, the one that I believe was it you and Jan Koyak got together racing for the lead yeah, last year. And one of them. Room. Yeah. I mean, I can just, I've been going to Atlantic city now for, for shit every year since 2010. And I feel like every year you've been there, you've been a threat to win. Yeah. 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 That's that, that's the shit that happens to me there. Like I got underneath, Jan Koyak clean. He run me. He ran me damn near out of the fucking building. <laughs> had him rolled on the top and uh, got underneath him. And my right rear just clipped his left rear. And he's got that little ten inch tire car and it sent me up and over. Which they, which was, which was bogus because, admittedly, they admitted this to me. They fucked the lineup up. And I should have been second on that restart, but they didn't want to put me second. They told me this. They didn't want to put me second because they didn't want people on Twitter thinking that they were bending the rules for me. So they bent the rules the other way and cost you the race. I'm like, well, your rules are three cars have to cross the start finish line for it to count as a lap. And only one car crossed the start finish line. So it should have went back to the last completed lap, but they felt like it looked bad because I spun out even though the caution wasn't for me. And I was just like listening to him talk, and I'm like, "Danny, you hearing how this sounds right now? Like you broke your own rules." So that was tough. I don't mean to throw too much shade at him, but that was pretty frustrating um, because then it buried us behind Catalano, and he had a motor issue, and we ended up finishing like seventh after you work your dick off all race, you know, uh, to put yourself in position. So that was tough, but that's kind of the stuff that that's kind of what Atlantic city has been for me where Allentown is kind of always tends to work in our favor. 
So uh, anything new this year? We we just bring back the same old trusty 13-inch car um, in a world full of 10-inch cars. Yeah, same old 13-inch car. I think, you know, really when I look at it, I think Jimmy was ready to just cut everything apart and rebuild everything <laughs> last year. But I'm like, hey, man, look at it from 40,000 feet here. Like, we finished second in Allentown with a chance to win. We should have won the first night of Atlantic City, and we had a terrible night the second night in Atlantic City and finished fourth. Like, just keep working on our program. And we've got and a little bit of understanding how they're going to spray the track now and what our car needs for that. I don't, I mean, I don't particularly think like some people think the racing's a lot better because you run the top now, but the tough part for like Allentown, if you go back and watch Allentown last year, it's almost like there's a berm. So the restarts are exciting because everybody's slipping and sliding, but the outside's so rubbered up and there's nothing on the bottom. So like, even if you're better than somebody, you can't turn underneath them because the minute you turn out of the rubber, it's just ice. So it kind of gets to be one lane. Um, so that'll be, that, that makes your restarts just so much more important. You got to get what you can get. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to navigate. And I think they're going to try to make it to where there's a bottom lane. Um, but, I know, like the uh, the last year they did Syracuse. I don't think you were there because I think you start work by then. But it was the worst I've ever seen. Like the two and a half groove had a ton of rubber, and that was it. And it just turned into such a slugfest that guys were just driving the bottom wide open and crash whoever was on the outside. And Ryan Bartlett absolutely just flipped Jankowiak out of the building by doing that, which was but fantastic to, to watch. But yeah, he had to do it, or he was going to lose the race. Well, you just. It's not, and it looks like you're just driving in there and driving the guy, but you're like you literally have nothing. So you just death slide, like you go in there and turn the wheel and it just slides until you hit the rubber. There's like, your car has absolutely nothing. So it looks like you're gouging the guy on the outside of you, but you're really not. Like you're just literally fucking sliding. And then the guy's in the rubber right there and you have no choice but to hit him. And then if like you hit him and it bounces you out of the rubber and you get back in the gas, you get sideways and until you hit the rubber again. So I don't quite understand that. I, I love Anthony Cecily. He's a buddy of mine, but him and Danny Sammons are good friends. And that's something Anthony's talked him into doing. And I don't, I don't like, I don't from the driver's seat, I've won on slick. Like the, the first year they tried to do it, we won at Allentown and Atlantic city and it worked out for us. And then last year, like we still were successful, but it's just, I get, we don't want the tracks to be locked down, but I don't, think the racing's much better and it just promotes like crashing into each other because like at allentown last year the only way to get clear is just if you're on the bottom off of two you just stick the guy on the outside of you in the fence that's the only way to get clear and you have to do it or you just go backwards so it's like what do you do it sounds like we're gonna have a different style of racing to watch uh this coming weekend we uh, none of us have ever been to allentown and we're all three making the trip so uh definitely gonna be oh nice yeah gonna be uh looking forward to that one but uh i think we have some patreon questions uh, yes and uh to... thanks for thanks for your time ryan we appreciate it. i know you're a busy dude um so we'll start off here andy sippy byron i believe he's on the safety crew for these indoor shows uh for skip he said are they ever going to induct a pit crew member into the nascar hall of fame I've been on that hard. Mike Trower, dude. Mike Trower's the guy, if they do. Um, Who is that? I, I, Mike Trower is a guy that, uh, he was a Rainbow Warrior, like original Rainbow Warrior. And he's got, ah, dude, his numbers are just crazy. I have them written down somewhere. But 
I mean, like four or five Daytona 500s. He won uh, the pit crew championship when it was at Rockingham. He won the pit crew championship 10 years later when it was in, you know, downtown uh, at the, he, he was just the epitome of, of class and of what, what just, you know, a, a racing guy should be. And he, he's won so many races and so many championships uh, on the 24, the 48 at Yates um, that like, I, I even said to Winston Kelly who runs the hall of fame, I talked to him in Nashville and I said, dude, you got to look at this. And he's like, well, there's just so many drivers. And I'm like, yeah, but like not to throw shade, but Jeff Burton never did anything close to what this guy did. You know, like it's got to be taken into account because that's fair. At the end of the day, like everybody wants to talk about how it's a team sport until it's time to give out accolades. And then it's just drivers and crew chiefs. It'd be like the NFL only inducting quarterbacks and head coaches. So I, I, I understand that. Um, I don't think every single pit crew guy that wins a championship should be, you know, thought about, but the top 1% guys like, you know, when you're talking about picker guys, guys like Mike Trower, when you're talking about road crew guys, guys like Ron Malik, um, who's the, you know, the car chief on the 48 for every one of those championships. It, you got to give those guys some credit. That that was very well said. Yeah. It's almost very like you've well thought said. about it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our next one comes from uh, slim. He says, skip happy new year's. Congrats on your win at, at the rumble and on a cup championship with the 12 team. He says, do you got any future SK or tour type modified entries on the horizon for 2024? I am going to do some racing with uh, Mike Davini and those guys at the extreme um, motorsports there up in New Hampshire. We had a absolute blast at Turkey Derby, even though we broke a motor early. Um, I learned a ton in that, in that Spafu car and we just had so much fun. Had to run the last chance race, made it into the show. And, you know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm building a PSR car right now, a tour car. And I think, 90% sure our first race uh, with my, it's all white and chassis white, just like my midget. It's all white, 15, and it's going to be, the first race is going to be the Hayes Jewelers 200 at Bowman Gray this year. So Fuck yeah, fed right to the wolves. So I was going to say, you're going to build a brand new, beautiful car <laughs> and bring it to a parking lot. <laughs> I, I, look, I'd rather hit the fence at the end of the straightaway at Bowman Gray and the end of the straightaway at Stafford. Yeah, because you're going 42 yeah. miles an hour at Bowman Gray. <laughs> Dude, I raced there last year, and it was so much fun. I ran a four-cylinder, and it was so much fun. Um, but I couldn't do it every week because of the politics of it, but to go like once or twice a year. And then the, the Southern Tour here is really um, – Chris Williams is doing a really good job with that. And then, you know, I'd love to do uh, obviously Turkey Derby and maybe like the Iceland 300. Just some big races like that, uh, five five to seven races a year um, with my own car. So yeah, that's my plan. Nice. <clears throat> Next one is uh, comes from Matt Seen. He wants to know has done has doing stacking pennies with Corey LaJoy had any effect on your Sunday job, uh, negative or positive? Uh, I think it's you know you have to keep the first thing the first thing always, and like my first thing is being a great tire changer. That's my number one goal, and it's, it's hard to navigate when you're an active guy, um, how, how to talk. Uh, I, I think like if there's no hiding, right. If I have a bad day, it's right there for everybody to see. Right. We're like, I love dude. I love Freddie Kraft. I love him. 
He's like a dear friend of mine. It's our dad. <laughs> Those guys talk some shit that I would not talk, right? <laughs> like, like I, to be active competitors, especially the, the Gap Tooth guy on there that just totally blows everybody in the industry out of the water every week. And then, like, he's like, well, come debate it on my podcast. Like, that that just blows my mind. He kind of gives but, me, like, uh, Skip Bayless vibes almost. Well, it's just, it's kind of clickbaity. Yeah, but, that's what I mean. Uh, but, but it's really good at times, too. Like, I really... Like, like to hear Freddie's perspective and TJ's really good to hear their perspective on, on stuff and, and understand like how spotters are, but like there's, there's racing gods, man. And you, I will not go on there and talk crap about any other picker guys. And, and I just want to, what, what I, where my niche is there, where my place to fit in is just pull the curtain back and understand why things happen, what happened, how we train, what it looks like as an active picker guy, not to critique or to kind of give up industry secrets, you know, at the expense of, of, of listens. So towing that line, especially working at Penske, like you, you, um, you got to kind of hold yourself to a little bit higher standard and they're going to hold you to a higher standard working there. So you you don't want to talk bad about anybody. That's not who I am as a person anyway, but it hasn't had any going back to the question. It hasn't had any negative effects. There's been some times where my coaches are like, is this really what you want to be doing? And I'm like, yeah, like a, a career in media when I'm done here is important to me. And you know, the reason that we started doing it was just to let, to help the fans understand what the transition was going to be from five lug nuts to one lug nut. Cause there was a lot of unknowns there. That's when I started. And, uh, and I think, I think it's, it's definitely helped with that. I know for me personally, I enjoy the show um, way more as it progresses, you know, when you're getting on there. And, and I kind of uh, equate it to like Pat McAfee bringing special teams to light the NFL. Like us NFL fans, nobody gave a shit about special teams until he learned everybody what it was about. And it seems like you kind of do the same thing about pickers, which is a cool added element that the average race fan doesn't understand. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, the McAfee show is is probably has set the bar for, you know, sports shows and, and, and like really – the stuff that he points out for kickers makes me interested in that, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do is just like, Hey, this is what to look for. This is why uh, these guys are great. This is who these people are. This is why this happened, you know, on pit road. So if I can, it's a, it's a part of our sport. That's a humongous part of it. Um, but the pen doesn't always get put to paper on the broad, on the broadcast or like what's going on. And just to, just to tap into that side of things so everybody understands it more it just adds more depth when you watch the race more understanding the next question comes from peter horzeppa he says once want to say congratulations to skip as a fellow jersey native and wish you continued success with blaney and the penske crew as well my question is what's your favorite wall stadium and or new jersey racing memory oh man it's funny this weekend lusaconi was kind of um yeah, whenever he'd give me like constructive criticism, he'd be like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but do this. And I'm like, Lou, you got to understand I have no feelings left. I grew, grew up at Blue Junkyard. You can tell me whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, none, there's none left. Uh, but just racing, like, I, I think back to before I started working with Jimmy, um, you know, and just being a young kid, the pits were dirt there. And I, I my fondest times were going to we would go to East Windsor on Friday nights uh, and then 
kind of all pile in a van and go with my cousins up there and then go to wall stadium saturday was our home track and just you know the street stocks my dad was a street stock racer and that's all that's all i really paid attention to until i started you know until i was old enough to know better like the russ cooks and my my cousin keith flores and it's all you know my dad guys like craig peppy wallace people like that um that you know they're not really household names anyway other than street socks at wall stadium that that's my fondest memories being around those guys and and knowing what you know what a sacrifice it is to race weekly especially like a street stock guy because they're working you know 40 to 50 hours a week and then coming home putting on working in your garage and you're you know you wreck your car one week and we used to be in it's where jimmy where jimmy lives now used to be called osborne's auto wreckers so we'd be in there every sunday like when my dad got tore up taking parts off of you know junk cars because you know there was no like joe's or all-star performance to order stuff from we get to go to the junkyard and get a spindle or get you know get a tie rod so that was uh those memories are the fondest for me and then i growing up working for the bluets was was crazy but it was a blast and then you know i think my favorite win at all was winning turkey derby i won the street socks turkey derby two years ago it was 100 lapper it was their biggest street stock race they had so that was kind of full circle and i look back at those times those guys were my heroes growing up not that we want to take any credit for that street stock win but that was the only turkey derby that the black flag podcast has attended in person so you're welcome we do. Hey, listen, I do pretty good when you guys, I'm not calling, if I win an indoor race this year, this is it. I'm not calling back in. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I also, uh, I, I was at two races this year other than just Loudon and Daytona, I guess. Like I, uh, those are the two ones that I go to every year, but then this year I went to Charlotte and I went to Talladega and, uh, Ryan happened to win. So you happened to win. Let's so go. congrats. And, uh, honestly, I, I, I had a decent amount of money riding on Blaney to win the championship in the race. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I was about to board a flight to Phoenix to help out all my friends cause, uh, they were on the same page, but, uh, glad you guys Sorry got it done. Without me. Sorry <laughs> that we didn't win the race, but, uh, but yeah, that, Dude, that Coke 600 win was sick. Yeah. Talladega is always fun, right? Talladega is always awesome. But the Coke 600, man, it's just like that when you win that race, like that's a damn feat. As we did 10 or 11 pit stops, they were all within seven tenths of each other. Like that was a that was a hell of a day. That's one that I'll cherish forever. It's like your your penalty for having a home game is you have to work double overtime <laughs> that day. <laughs> yeah, it's not, dude. I'm telling you, the schedule right now. I know there's a lot of talk about burnout and all that, and and it's real. But the schedule right now is for for like someone like me is easier than it's ever been. The stress is higher than it's ever been, but the the, the schedule wise, you know, with practice and and all that, we I fly out Sunday morning. I'm home Sunday night. Sometimes even to see, you know, I wake up. We don't fly out now until like eight or nine o'clock in the morning, and. I'm home sometimes by eight or nine o'clock at night. So I get to wake my, you know, wake up with my kids in the morning and put them to bed sometimes. So I'm pretty lucky. Ten four. That sounds pretty <laughs> rad. I got a couple more here before we let you go. This one's from Jack Reeds. Jack says, uh, congrats to Flores question for you. He doesn't know anything about indoor racing. He wants to know how different your approach is in a track like Fort Wayne versus the uh, TQ stuff out on the East coast. It's all pretty relevant. Um, the cars are very different. They're torsion bar cars out there in Fort Wayne. But the rate, you know, and the racing there, those cars are, those cars are harder to drive, but you can't drive them as hard, right? It's just, it's, it's just like the pit stops, right? One lug nut's easier, but since it's easier, you're not hitting five, you're just going twice as fast, which that's what makes it harder. Um, but 
one, one thing Lou worked on me with was just being really smooth on the pedals this weekend. And uh, Fort Wayne, definitely the way you approach driving it is a little bit different. But the way you approach the weekend and, and how you have to attack at times and find the rubber and make your car work, uh, it's, it's all pretty much the same. Next question comes from Joe Nappy. He says, what is your favorite winner accomplishment at the cup level? Joe Nappy. been racing with him forever. Um, dude, the Martinsville win this year is pretty special. That one ranks up there um, really high. And then obviously, like, winning, dude, winning a championship as a tire changer is really hard. It's really hard to it's, – it's really hard, honestly, to just have a long career doing it. And then to be able to be on a car from, you know, from start to finish of the season and and go on a championship run, that's a – be with your team, work through problems. It, it's the in and out. Like, looking back at it, you know, Phoenix and winning the championship and going to Nashville and all that, that's that's awesome. That's all fine and dandy. But it's the what, – what, what you really have to fall in love with and what I fall in love with is, like, the, the Tuesdays, right, of, like, being – at pit practice with the guys trying to figure out how to get better when you don't want to be there, when you suck the week before, right? Like when you're down and out and you have to figure out how to work together and, and, and win the next week and be better next week or the 24 is a half second better than you. Why are they better than us? You watch film, you figure out, you know, what their front changer, Jeff Cordero is doing different than me. Where can I be better? And then you apply that and it, it, uh, you apply that and it works out. Like there's, that's what I've fallen in love with. Obviously the, the championships and stuff are great, but that, that week to week, but my favorite, my favorite memory would, will be, I know it's, it's not really fun, but, th but this year, this, this whole year, and then obviously winning Martinsville and then onto the championship. That's a fair answer though. And the uh, last one we got for you, it's a two-parter from Liam Flynn. His first, uh, first one says, has any of the Penske drivers ever run over a crew member accidentally during pit practice? And did you give them shit for it? Um, I don't think during practice. The one that sticks out is when Brad blew through the box and ran everybody over Pocono. Um, he definitely gets shit for that. I'll give Austin Sindrick shit for really anything whenever he comes in to the gym because he's in there quite a bit. And did a lot of racing with Austin through Xfinity. Um, and but but yeah, like he's he's kind of fun. To, talk crap to him and Harrison. They're in there quite a bit working out with us. Uh, Blaine doesn't get too revved up unless he puts his helmet on. The uh, second... So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Not at practice, no. But at the racetrack, yes. And yes, I would give them shit for it if they roll us over. The second part to his question is he's asking if you were, are y'all hiring? I can't do any driving or be one of the laptop engineers, but I'm willing to do anything else. Uh, it sounds a little sarcastic, but I don't think he means it. Just uh, you touched on the burnout thing a little bit. I think everybody that is in the industry would say like everyone's struggling for help right now. No. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's just, it's tough. Like working in cups, the working in the cup series is hard, you know, working in racing in general is hard, whether you're sprint car racing, working on the world outlaws, or if you're, you know, building your own stuff and, like I said, racing at Stafford, you know, on every week, like weekly racing is very challenging and it's no different at the cup level. You know, I think a lot of people see cup racing and they think it's, you know, all fresh paint and sponsors and it's easy, but it's, 
it's not it's it's racing at its core there's just you know it's on tv it's a lot of it you know day to day is the same stuff that that you guys do or that that you would do you know short track racing there's just more money and probably better tools but the mindset's still the same you're still working hard and and nobody ever got in a racing for the time off that's for sure you know when you sign up for this deal you, you sacrifice a lot it's a lot of home time it's it's a lot of stuff and and then even you know when you get in the playoffs like i talked about earlier when you like for me when i'm in the playoffs it's hard for me to be present at home and i've got two young kids right so i got a six-year-old and three-year-old and they need a dad and it's hard for me sometimes to like disconnect from the stresses of of what that job you know takes but we signed up for for a reason and uh, you know, I, when it's time to be a dad and, and do that stuff, I do my best, but also, you know, I, the, the way that, that they eat and provide for them is by jumping over the wall on Sundays. So yeah, I take it very serious and it ain't, <clears throat> it ain't for everybody. Well, 10 for once again, man, uh, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, another two, you guys got anything left? No, I was just going to, uh, say thanks uh we know that your time is uh pretty valuable we appreciate it like bob said and uh hopefully uh we see you soon hopefully as soon you as guys, this weekend are you guys if i win this thing this weekend you coming to drink a beer with me or what i mean it don't matter come, whether you win win rip the right front well you can't beat matt janish you beat matt janish for the win i ain't coming to victory lane for you but uh uh, regardless of how any of us or how the weekend goes we'll come drink a beer with you for sure win or He's lose my friend we booze lane. Yeah, Brad will go to Victory Lane. I watched him. He tried to fucking convince me to be an Andy Jankowiak fan one year. Can you believe that shit? Me? No. Yeah. Yeah. You. You want come? Come get a picture with Andy Jankowiak. Andy's uh, fucking walking around the casino with the trophy, and Brad wants to go get a picture taken for the page. And I wouldn't do it. I told him no. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. See, yeah. There, there's a there's a fine line between being a big fan and uh, being a big fan of content and clicks. And uh, that I was just selling out for content. Just, just getting <laughs> just getting one picture uh, that I actually don't remember being a part of. Uh, That's it got got a lot of clicks. So. Uh, yeah, you'll have that on the, in uh, big time auto racing, but, uh, and he's different, man. He, that yeah. is a word you can use. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Certainly. I, I, re, I, re, I respect the grind that he does. I respect the grind. Not a big fan of the pajama pants and the bandana and the bandana, but everybody's got their own, thing, I guess. I guess. Right. Yeah. You encapsulate the way I feel like I follow him on social media. I like watching what he does. Like you say, you respect the grind, the hustle. Uh, there's no way he does all this delivering pizza, but that's okay. That's teach their own, but yeah, not a fan either. Yeah. 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 Everybody's got their thing, I guess. Yep. They do. Uh, and, uh, you got some food that hopefully you have a microwave to reheat. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you again for your just time. Me. She's like, where the hell are you? I don't have good service. In my house. So I'm like in a parking lot. Like, oh, shit. Get, <laughs> get the fuck <laughs> home, dude. <laughs> Feed uh, your kids. Kids are hungry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about your kids and, uh, whatever you're going to have to take care of when you get home. But, uh, yeah, They'll thanks again. They'll be there this weekend. They'll, they'll, uh, I'll tell them that it was your guys fault. Their food was dinner. All <laughs> right. Their dinner was cold. All right. <laughs> Sound, sounds good. We'll be standing next to them. Hopefully in victory lane with a beer awesome thanks boys good talking to you yeah, yeah we'll see you this weekend appreciate it dude all right that was uh ryan flores good for uh or good pal skip um good for him picking up the win over in uh, fort wayne and then uh gonna be in allentown this weekend so it's always a good interview like before i even knew who ryan was he just was like one of those dudes that you're like he's just a cool dude like everywhere he goes everyone wants to be his friend and talk to him and 
if that interview doesn't convince you of that, I don't know what will. Even, well, even like you said, if you don't know him, like the first times that like I saw him in Atlantic City, you, he's got style points, he's got the suit, he's got the car, he's got the hat. You no, know, mm. he's just he's the guy, and he kind of looks like Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was uh, the, one year, must have been two, three years ago now, that he was like he had something going on and he was like flying in like late, but like was going to miss practice and had to start bat at the back of like his heat or some shit. And like, everyone's making a big deal, but like, Oh, Ryan Flores is coming. Ryan Flores is coming. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, yeah. he sure is. <laughs> yeah. That's Him awesome. and all the other guys here <laughs> in New Jersey that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I don't know any of the indoor guys. So I just assumed that I would have no idea who this guy was. And they were like, Oh no, he, he works for Penske. And I was like, Oh cool. Like, all right maybe yeah <laughs> and then he shows up and like he just comes out in like the nicest looking tq like nicest suit like fucking nice helmet and you're just like oh yeah that's that guy yeah. he, he hit the <laughs> he hit the nail on the head perfectly by saying like he has found his niche you know that is like he when he shows up you know he's one of the guys and he's going to be a threat to win and then you see him in an sk at uh stafford when brad and i were there two summers ago and he ran 27th so <laughs> tough it yeah, happens, but it does. It does. That's big time auto racing. We want to buzz through the rest of the Patreon questions. Uh, there's only a couple before Let's. we do Tulsa chat. Uh, Liam Flynn had another question for Skip, and I purposely chose to skip it because Liam, you can't ask our guest uh, a legit question about being hired and then want to ask him what it's like to be on a pod with actual race car drivers for once. You can't do that. Yeah, Corey yeah. LaJoy is his best friend. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and whether you like Corey LaJoy or not. Based on his cup experience, he is a motherfucking driver. You put that kid in a short track car anywhere around the country and he will win races. I don't care if you want to hear it or not. I don't care if you like him or not. Um, just another example of why driving the race car is only part of the equation, especially at a professional level. That's not it. Well, I was going to say, let's just do the Patreon questions and then rattle through the voicemails, but I guess we'll try that again when it comes to voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our buddy uh, Slim, he says, Charlie, Brad, Bob, first off, Happy New Year's to you all, and thank you in all capitals for having this platform for all of us to enjoy. You're welcome. Uh, did you set any resolutions for this year? And if they are, per or and if so, are they personal? Or if they are per for sure personal, what are they? I was worded dumb. I'm dumb. I can't read. Uh, I don't do resolutions. To me, uh, New Year is uh, buying a new calendar, like I said earlier. I just need to lose some weight. That's it. Yeah, but man, you yeah. can do that shit anytime. Like, yeah. I started in April when I wanted to not be fat anymore. Like, you yeah. don't need the calendar to go from December to January to be like, oh, I want to be a better person. Like, no, you can yeah, just I'd, you can I'd, just do that. Whatever you I want. didn't like write it down or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cool yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm not shitting on you. I'm just no. shitting on people in general. Like, I'm gonna go to Planet Fitness tomorrow, like I do on every Tuesday, and I can't wait to see 55 new people and be like, <laughs> oh, you guys are gonna be here for a couple weeks. That's adorable. Yeah. The, yesterday, so I go to the gym, and it was as packed as I've ever seen it in my life, and I was just dreading it the entire time. I'm like, man, like I can't fucking do anything here. Like, there's this many people. Like, it's obviously the 31st. And I was like, it's only going to get worse tomorrow. A lot of people in here without headphones and drinking Gatorades. You can tell they're new. Yeah. And <laughs> sure as shit, I fucking walk into the gym today and there is no one in there. And I'm like, boy, they people must have missed it. They're going to start tomorrow. Everyone's <laughs> starting tomorrow. I, I don't have a resolution per se. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, not get refat would be nice because uh I, I did have a, a whole batch of shorts that i i had uh, a couple summers ago i guess two summers ago now that i went to speed weeks with that just did not fit so over the uh, off season i did get quite fat so um half the reason why i'm not i wasn't drinking for a month and then uh tried to lay off the sweets until the charlie put uh yeah. oh it's been fun. bad for sweet season yeah. boys have been bad Water the holidays are the worst me. now i'm gonna go back to the gym 
after this. Uh, a couple more here. Jordan Powell, he says he thinks BFP should have a Discord. If there wasn't, if there isn't one already, there is. Um, there is. The Black Flag Playroom. It yeah. uh, doesn't get much use, but uh, we will start. I mean, anyone that wants to be involved. Um, don't ask me for the link. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't know how you even <laughs> added Discord. I haven't been on ask Discord. Ask Tom the I'd have to have the screen in front of me, and I could do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Black Flag Playroom. It's probably fucking hash, hashtag 4269420 blaze it batman symbol swag money <laughs> and, and another q then it's at aol.com <laughs> i don't understand how discord does it uh i've just been in discord groups since covid Actually, and i, I tell, haven't I can tell you exactly what it is right now since. i have discord on my phone that being said discord night in america kicks off next fucking monday or something so uh, probably gonna Shady be week want to be a part of it uh Shady it, is, um, it is quite the event last uh last patreon uh, i saved it for last just because it's a good transition into what we're going to talk about next is uh from andy sippy byron once again for the boys I love the tulsa that the tulsa race director grabbed a kid who buzzed the on-track staff at speed and made him work on the track to see what it's like more tracks need to do that i didn't see that but if that did happen which i assume it did why would he make that up that's badass because there's certainly not kids at Bartlett Bridge Raceway, but there's some adults, parents that I'd like to haul up on the flag stand and say, you do it. Mm. Let's see if you can do this because yeah, it's not easy. Parents mm. are dumb. Um, and if that kid did that and uh, and his parents were okay with the track official making him do that, props to the parents because I feel like there's parents that uh, get mad at officials when officials try to parent their kids because they're not parenting. They're little Billy Fuckface racer. Mm. Yeah, we don't like Billy fuck faces. Well said. Mm. Uh, we do have some voicemails. Going to uh, just rattle them off. Haven't pr- uh, pre-screened them, so hopefully our Maybe. pals were nice and didn't drop any slurs. Dude, I just broke the fuck out of my nose. <laughs> Laser tag. Oh, my God. I can't wait to... Dude, Bender... Cafe, come on. I was gonna say, is this, <laughs> this is this got to be a high blaze <laughs> or drunk blaze. That the the pause in any voicemail that's left just knows that there is substances that have been used uh, and abused, and uh, the ending was uh, indeed a uh, talk about a bender at a cru- at cruising cafe. So uh, this, I believe, is also blaze. <laughs> I'm going to just have to apologize for my call last night. <laughs> no, no, it was only a minute ago. I'm sure I uh, mentioned the broken nose. <laughs> nose is, in fact, broken. Uh, ran full speed into a wall. Laser tag, not my proudest moment. <laughs> <sighs> that was it. <laughs> just that sigh. Uh, yeah. All right, and this is another one. Oh, Jesus. We met that kid in a bar in Florida on accident, and we only live like two hours from each Cause, other. Because he heard we might be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now he's one of our best friends, and we're staying with him. He's staying with us. Yeah, he's staying with us. Oh, hey, boys. It's your uh, Minnesota consultant here, uh, coming back from the uh, Bodies by Berg uh, New Year's party. Absolutely fucking shit-faced. Hey, I was wondering what you guys call it when you guys uh, blow up the main engine. Don't put the backup in, but blow it up again. Uh, Thanks. Bye. That's called uh, unplugging the cylinder that broke and then breaking another one. <laughs> when you Just make it, take the plug wire off. Yeah, you run it on seven cylinders and you blow it up again. That's a great question. That is a great uh, question. I haven't, haven't thought about that. Uh, I always have a backup motor ready uh, and uh, ob- 
obviously a backup car is uh just set up the exact same as the main uh main one just because you know that you're gonna end up on the backup at some point in the night um but it, showing up to the racetrack with just one car and then just blowing the motor and then just leaving the blown motor in it is an aggressive move i love it mm. i love it yeah. mm. and you're trying basically you blow the motor and then continue to drink is like trying to get it to refire mm. and then you blow it up again yeah. <laughs> that, that's when it won't start in the pits and you have to have like five guys behind you pushing you and you have to like kick the clutch and it blows up again <laughs> and there's just smoke pouring out of the tailpipe uh, like, oh, okay yeah, my dad was racing at lee one year he uh, he loves to tell this story and uh he's going down the front stretch and the thing fucking comes on kind of at the end of the straightaway it blows up <laughs> water smoke steam all the fucking gets sideways all exits out so he, he loses it getting into the corner and he's gonna slide into the wall he's gonna power slide in the wall and he gasses the thing up and like rah, 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 and spins it out and does a 360 in his own oil and like gets the car straightened out caution comes out and he drives it back to the pit area takes it out of gear uh, and it's just rah, 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 rah. the thing's making a hell of a fucking racket but it's still running and he finally shuts it off and he gets out and my grandfather's like what happened he's like i blew the motor up he's like you didn't blow the motor up it was still running he's like look at the side of the block and there was a fucking like eight inch hole <laughs> in the side of the block it shot the connecting rod completely out the side of the block but the piston stayed jammed in the uh cylinder wall so the other seven so the rest of it was like we're good still running. <laughs> i love that could have riveted a fucking piece of sheet metal over the hole in the block put some fucking silicone around it and ran the rest of the rest oh, on seven cylinders oh, fuck. <laughs> jesus uh, speaking of not running on all cylinders, uh, some of the parents that named their kids that were racing at the Tulsa uh, shootout this weekend. I didn't do homework on this, so I apologize, but I'm very excited. There, there was a few. But oh, Brad, Brad hit the group chat at one point. Uh, the, the, the Tulsa shootout just became Groundhog's Day for me. It's like, oh, yeah. it's another 10-lap heat 650 rest. fucking nine. Man. It's like, oh, my God. For three minutes, and then they're done. It, it's, it all is. right, and uh, the next, this is Outlaw non-stock wing double-A battery triple course yeah. class race number 369. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like for this the golden was, dildo. Uh, this was this what? was cool on like Tuesday and Wednesday when there's nothing going on, but there's football on. Like I don't want to watch. And they this start. Anymore. They start at 10 a.m. and they don't stop until what 2 a.m. And shout out to the workers at Flow because oh, I tuned yeah. I tuned in at that 10 a.m. like most of job. most of the week, and then I would tune back in when I got home at like 8:30. And they were still fucking rattling it off. I'm like, oh my god, dude! A 12 hour shift of just announcing nothing but the same shit over and over again would yeah. be miserable. You could tell, like, because I had it like on in the background for a lot of the time, and you could tell that they were just getting kind of loopy, and they were like, they go up to like five year old kids and be like, so what do you think? And they'd be like, good. And like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, okay, uh, so uh, wh- what, what are you gonna do for the next race? When? And then it, that was it. It's like, oh, oh no, my God. dude, what it are was we doing? so frustrating because the guy that was doing the announcing or like the interviewing that was specifically on like the like in the infield or whatever, when he would talk to one of the kids, he would have 30 questions and the kid wouldn't answer the first one. And then he would just keep going through every question. And the kid would still not know how to answer any yeah, of buddy, the questions. Buddy, read the room. Send yeah. this kid packing. Well, like, also like media one oh one, you cannot ask little kids. Yes or no questions. Cause mm. they will give you a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And no, they, they it, failed to realize that it was several for times. every, for every little Billy fuckface that didn't know how to talk. There was usually two that did. And <laughs> yeah. there was some pretty golden interviews you're never gonna believe it but did the, you see the one little kid that was really fucking good at talking was wyatt miller that weird yeah. <laughs> should be dale earnhardt's grandson grand. yeah dale earnhardt <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, did you see the the little the little Billy that won? Um, I don't know, whatever, fucking triple Q Batman symbol five hundred main, yeah, main or whatever it was. Was it the Chonk kid? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kid, my favorite kid of all. This time. kid is a gem. Oh my god! Bowl yeah. cut, no hat, left his gloves on. Don't know how he took his helmet <laughs> off. Have no idea how he took his helmet off. Has still had his gloves on. And just starts crying. Oh, fucking yeah. snot, snot bubbles coming <laughs> out of his face. Because he won a fucking heat race. No, no he, he won, won the, he won the golden oh, okay. dildo or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't think it was that. And the kid was fucking, like, he was just pumped. And then another thing I didn't realize, because I've never really paid attention to the shootout ever me um and there's a reason for that i guess yeah once again for a week yeah once again Um, if it didn't happen this time of year none of us would give a fuck because i'm sure (laughs) there's 600 micro racing year round but we only care about this week for for those that have no idea what we're talking about one you probably don't listen to the show anyway but we're talking about the tulsa shootout which is like the The, prelim chili bowl right it's the prelims going into the chili bowl instead of full-blown midgets it's 600 micros wing non-wing stock non-stock uh, yeah, fucking four wheeler motors. <laughs> yeah, um, wing, yeah, yeah. fucking triple wing, non wing. One of them you can put fucking. four tires on. Some of them you yeah. can only put three. I think a guy I, showed up with a ski. Yeah, I don't know what's going yeah, on. One but, one uh, class goes backwards. Uh, <laughs> there was seventeen hundred cars that showed up. Technically make, not cars, entries. Well, oh, sorry, you, you could. There run, were seventeen hundred entries. You and could sixteen hundred cars showed up. You could run upwards of four classes with one car, yeah. which some people did do. And like Chase Rogers from Maine, the only guy ever from Maine to go to Tulsa and race anything. I think they brought two cars for four classes. Yes, yeah. did, did pretty well for yeah. a yeah. couple of them. I don't. I get lost in fucking every race. I don't know what any of it means. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's all in, the same to me. That's why in, I said it became Groundhog's Day for me. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Are these the good guys or are these the shit boxes? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's no like, different he's in than heat two two seventy two and in heat three twelve, and you're like. All right. <laughs> okay. He very well could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where, well, where the fuck are we in the program? <laughs> We're only on one ninety nine. So I went home. I went home from work sick on Thursday, like deathly ill to the point where, like, I I don't ever get sick. And I was sitting at work. I woke up, was fine. Got to work, had a fever of hundred and one point eight when I got home because I was just sitting there. I could not it's a get brisk day. I yeah, I could not get fucking. Uh, warm. I was shivering, but mm. I was hot as fuck. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm going to go home. So I went home. I watched Chase's race, and then I just went to bed. Mm. Uh, because the Tulsa shootout is good for putting you to bed. I did realize, though, I, I've never watched a Tulsa shootout in my life. Like, never cared about it ever. But this year, I was like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. And so this year, I decided I'm going to watch it whenever I can, whenever I have free time. And I will say, I think that this is the one instance where I... Don't mind cars having to get pushed out on the racetrack because well, these the chi- dumb, but. the well no that's what I'm saying the chili bowl is grade A entertainment and it takes a little bit longer for them to get the races going so you can just jump on i racing run a race and mm. uh, you know they, they one guy they throw the green one guy stalls in turn one they got to fucking repush every six, car six back off the track and back on the track and um, but honestly, we're not gonna let it go. Well, no, I'm, I'm on your side for this one, though, because I think the Tulsa shootout was just, it was too you much. You need a piss break. It was too much. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't even the announcers there. I feel yeah. bad for them. And, and we're like the epitome of race fans, too. Like, we'll, we'll watch anything go in circles, and you need to piss once in a while. You, mm. need, to get up, you need a hot dog. You need to get yeah. up do something. Yeah, but, but good news, if you miss a heat race, it's <clears throat> 300 more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good news is you didn't really miss that much. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, fucking most of them were like, oh, yeah, no, here's... 
John Doe and Jane Doe and John Doe and John Doe and John Doe and then there's like Joe Schmuckatelli coming out and then Sally suck him silly. Then they're like, here's Kyle Bush, and you're like, holy fuck, I know that guy. I'm gonna watch this one. And then you and he's just like a mid pack guy in like a C feature. The only the only time that I saw tumble though, you see that? Yeah, so did Brexton. The only time that I saw Kyle Bush's name even come across the board was he was supposed to start outside pole and they're like oh looks like he didn't make it i'm like awesome yeah <laughs> cool yeah. well that's because yeah. the race before that he lawn darted it into yeah, the he floor did a, he, did a, yeah. he did a bit of a whoopsie it's like he saw. just happened to be on the couch and it's like coming out of the racetrack now is uh heat number 1,432 and uh ashton torgerson is on the front row with austin torgerson and ashtray torgerson and torgerson <laughs> ashtonson and yeah torsion bar fucking Tashton, austin and tashton marston aston mouth yeah and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the one you get to watch and then you're like oh no i gotta go make dinner and you get up and they're like yeah and here's fucking what you want kyle larson you want to stay oh, holy shit. you want to stay dialed into arson torsion bars race because he might fall out of his car again yeah, yeah. yeah. he That's did like, quite the opposite this time. yeah he's putting up a good fight for nfl comeback player of the year against damar hamlin for uh coming back from almost dying at the chili bowl to mm. winning uh the the Tulsa shootout this year. Oh my God. From we Chelly absolutely Chelly need to just make a graphic that is just uh, Tulsa Expo Center comeback player of the year. And it is Arson Torsion Bar fucking holding up the golden driller. And in the background, it's just a really faded him falling out of the car. <laughs> like a black and white like image of him just falling out of his car. That's so bad. But yet, I know what you're going to do at work tomorrow. There's going to oh, be I'm gonna 300 shares drive home. immediately. Oh, yeah. That yeah. may actually go viral. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that we should just not even include the falling out of the car thing. It's just, it's nothing other than go uh, find a like, piece of perlative and it's just comeback player of the year. And go, it's just go find the, the like NFL graphic from whoever won it last year. And instead of the NFL shield, just put the Tulsa Expo Center logo <laughs> and put him in it. Yeah. Uh, no, shout out to that kid. He, he did win and he fucking dicks. Beautiful car good too. too. Yeah. I love that green and white. Mm. Fucking big yeah. fan of that. He, yeah. he did really well. Wyatt Miller won. Um, fucking a uh, couple sure. other guys won yeah. frank flood maybe sick name by the way yeah. frank That's, flood and it's f-l-u-d it's flood mm. <laughs> flood frank flood <laughs> uh dan smith byu <laughs> speaking of names oh uh, fuck we're we gonna, should do one of those we're just gonna rattle down i i i, I watched the it came across, i don't mean to interrupt you brad but it came long. across my snapchat memories this morning of last year's um tulsa shootout i was watching and there was a little kid in the little kid class named jackson sour that's fucking sick yeah and tell me your parents are alcoholics. <laughs> so here is here is some of the ones that I got uh, from this year. Some may be wrong uh, completely, and uh, who cares? Uh, Cohen Crawford, Dason Persley, Dugan Ridenauer, Dugan Ridenauer. I ended up finding out this one's Jordan let me, let me Marrero, but it's Jordan spelled G E O R D A N. G- Jordan Marrero, Georgian, <laughs> Cannon Posey, Bladen Graham, Keezer Kramer, Maverick Page, Kramer, Kiernan Casillas. What was that Maverick one? Maverick Page, Maverick. What a sick name that for is a, a pretty kid. Fucking sick name. It's a sick dog name too. Lath, but. Lath Griggs, <clears throat> Cash Lovenberg, Justice <laughs> Lovenberg. Let's go. Justice Sokol, Jovi Duffy, Enzo Spicola, Con- Enzo Spicola. <laughs> Con- <laughs> is this dude's parents from the mafia? Enzo, hey, Enzo Spicoli, we're going to Tulsa. Hey, Nick Sanchez. Uh, Cohen McDaniel, Dodge Carlbert. Uh, <laughs> Carlbert? Dodge. Dodge Carlbert, Chevy Boyer. <laughs> Where's Ford? Where's Toyota? <laughs> there was Where's none. Audi? Uh, Zan- Volkswagen fucking <laughs> portion bar. Xander Dundon. Xander <laughs> Dundon. <laughs> Bash Ferguson. <laughs> 
That's not real. That's not real. That motherfucker and if it is, is real, not has, real. That's got to be a fat kid with a two-piece fire suit. <laughs> RJC like you read about. Riker Griggs. River Cone, Skylar Keeney. <laughs> River Cone is something that the homeless people stole. <laughs> that, no, that's like a fucking song from like, it has to be something like, uh, some old fucking folk guy's song. Name? Yeah, I've, I've, like, so it ha- I was trying to think of anything, like a camp song. It's just called River yeah. Cone. It's got to be something that I'm going to go down to. and see the River Cone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Perfect. Uh, Skylar Keeney, Mac Leopard, and Titan Roberts, but it's T I T Y N. Titan. Titan. Of course it is. Titan. Titan. <laughs> oh god yeah so Titan. i thought i thought emerson axum was pretty sick too emerson yeah. axum is he, just a natural he always sick. wins right he won again yeah. something this year i think i don't know he I, made definitely he, won last he, year but he was yeah. in the race yeah least. he's a dirt dog yeah. for sure yeah he's a fucking guy he's really good um yeah dugan ridenauer is definitely my favorite <laughs> i'm going bash ferguson <laughs> bash ferguson <laughs> i like this I like is my, this is my son or daughter i hope it was a daughter bash <laughs> I like a Frank Flood. Frank Flood. Yeah. Mm. Keezer Kramer. What a fucking Great sick name. name I can't Keezer wait. Kramer. Uh, is it wait, is it Keezer or like Caesar? It's K E R. So I can't wait for Noah Khan to or Tyler Childers to release uh, River Cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Noah Khan was who I was trying to come up with, but I just couldn't picture fucking that Jesus looking motherfucker in my head. I just yeah, it just completely went, it went black. Um, and once you go black, you never go back. Easy. So what? what? Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? For Dale. So that was uh, mm. that was a Tulsa shoot. I think we've covered that extensively. All we needed to do was just talk about their names. Um, so anyone want to talk about Oxford? Yeah, they uh, there's uh, thoughts and prayers with the twelves of people that don't get to race there anymore because they shit canned like four classes that totaled twelve cars. Yeah, what is it? The ladies, the yeah, the ladies, the trucks, the outlaws. Uh, which the outlaws were just mad bombers for three fifties, which is a bummer. Um, but I feel like it's not up to me to decide. But just tell those guys to put like two hundred pounds on their car and go race mad bombers. If or that's turn it, either, or yeah, or either get, get just it go street stock racing because you're basically a street stock anyway. Or just yeah. put a 305 in it yeah. and you're good to go for the Mad Bombers where there's like yep. 30 cars. <laughs> Bummer for the ladies because I get like some of them don't want to race Mad Bombers or Outlaws, but also when some of them shouldn't. When you have the biggest viral moment of the year from Oxford being a brawl in tech over a ladies race that had five cars in it. Eh, what do you expect? Three of which were on the lead lap. Mm. Eh, what do you expect? Mm. I mean, it, I think what the biggest the big picture here is Oxford is getting rid of their midweek program altogether, which just goes to show you that they were losing money doing that. I think I think the biggest kick in the dick was the trucks. Yeah, that there and was a, a decent little field of those. But. And it's a bummer uh, for those guys for sure because it's not like they can go they can go to Star, but Star's a long way from Oxford. It's you know two opposite directions, but uh, you, there's no way that division's ever going to grow because they yeah. don't make two door short bed four cylinder trucks since 1996. So. Mm. To be uh, fair, they haven't made a Monte Carlo since '85 either. No, but there's enough Camaros yeah. around still. Like, there's just not. You find an <clears> S10 <throat> that's worth the fucking people want five grand for the fucking yeah. thing, and then you're gonna spend another five grand turning into the a race. Pro- car. The problem is, is that they they turned the trucks into a division that people also seek after the vehicle for like the road. Yeah, which that's where you get five thousand dollar fucking parts trucks. 
Mm. For, so it is, for so it is two hundred dollars to win. We race. make we make fun, but it is definitely a bummer. Like oh yeah, you you have a race car that is now obsolete. Now yeah, that being not said, like a lot of those guys, it's not like those are the classes where they can just afford to go do something else. But now that being said, this is also a racetrack that although that that sucks for those guys, they have put heavy heavy focus on some of the top divisions where we now have the oxford 250 which is a forever and always which is like the fourth biggest race that's happening at oxford this year all right. of a sudden <laughs> and now there's an open super late model race the friday of the 250 for 10 grand to win there's a forty thousand dollar to win july 4th race on the same day as a ten thousand dollar to win super modified race which is sick um there's money getting thrown around all over the place i mean lee's putting up a thirty thousand dollar to win show uh early on in the season which Can't is cool wait. Um, so I think that there's up or you know over a hundred grand up for grabs for for super late model drivers just in two states that we are uh, one we live in, which is pretty mm. sick. So the uh, the open super late model deal is, is cool. I've always kind of wondered. There's like six rules. Back in 2017, um, <coughs> Granite State had a 100 lap pro stock race the night before the Oxford 250, and they used Oxford's tires instead of American racers. But it kind of came like a like the snowball derby has the snowflake. It kind of became like the snowflake to the 250. We had a good field. There was, I think there was 26 or 27 of us. Uh, 20 of us were Oxford or Beechridge guys, but I've always wondered, you know, why not do that? Why not give, you know, <clears throat> you got guys that have super late models that don't want to spend 10 grand to run that, that weekend and run yeah. the 250. But if you gave them their own watered down hundred lap to whatever it is, they might still come and race you know, and want to be a part of the weekend. I don't know if the 200 lap open comp is going to be that enticing to a lower budget team. Um, I've already got a call from somebody whose car may be in between the number of 38 and 40 that wants to hang a template body on my 350 super and enter it in the race. So uh, I don't know if anything like that's going to come out of the fucking woodworks. Does it say you can't do that? Uh, That's according to him. (laughs) I'm like, Matt, um, person of interest here. I I need that car that, that weekend. He's like, Oh, Oh, well, give it some thought. <laughs> and I, I go, well, what's the weight rule? And he's like, it's uh, 2750. And I'm like, Matt, uh, person of interest, <laughs> we'd have to put 900 pounds of lead on this car. Like, I'll, gi- I'll give you the lead too. I'll give you the body. I'll give you the lead. I got a fuel cell. Like, we'll just put it all on the right side. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. And I was like, well, okay. So the driver's compartment setback on a super modified is way. Say, you'd be sitting on the fucking trunk I'll, lid. I'll be you? in the back seat of yeah. the fucking, I won't <laughs> be able to see. And I go, second of all, Matt, a uh, friend of mine, Max Cookson, uh, <laughs> How, what, what is the wheelbase of your car? 101 inches? He's like, yeah. And I go, well, we got to cut 10 inches out of the body somewhere. Like, your car's 91 inches? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh. Well, how wide is it? I go, 84 inches. Oh. Well, we're going to have to narrow it up by about a foot and a half, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, just give it some thought, and we'll go to work on it. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Probably be easier just put a wing on his car and say, well, that's ship what, it. That's what I said. I said, on the flip side, Max, I said, I got a friend, person of interest. I said, I've got two wings. Like, let's just put those on your car. <laughs> I think oh, there's literally there's like six rules. It's like it's got to be a template body, but it doesn't have to fit the template. Oh, I thought it did have to fit the template. <clears throat> no, I think you can oh. flare and, and move shit around. Um, it's got to be like 2750, 58 left, and it can only have one carburetor. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know of many uh, small block engines with uh, intakes that we can put two carburetors on, but boy, would that be fun to rig up to go yeah. to Oxford? There's a reason it's a rule, I guess. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, so yeah, so it's good and bad. Got some cool things coming up this year at Oxford for sure. So yeah, that's being one of a lot them. of money being thrown around, which is uh, very, very good for race teams. Cool, but I, me personally, I don't 
the allure of these big money shows, like it doesn't draw any more cars. It actually may draw less because some guys stay home because they know they aren't going to win. I'd like to see that money more allocated throughout the field. Like, why does one guy get to get rich? Why not have like all of us? Because it costs whether you run twenty fifth in that race or you win, it costs the same. Except one guy's getting five hundred bucks and one guy's getting forty grand mm. or you know thousand bucks, whatever. But that's either here nor there. Mm. Well said. I guess it would be the art of trying to figure out how to promote a. I don't know, thousand bucks to start race. Well, it's like okay, no, just do well, like who, how however much the it? purse is. Just right. yeah, but that that's also very deceiving because like I think it's the Lee race. It's thirty thousand dollars to win, but it's like a hundred and one thousand dollar total purse. And then people so like, hear total purse and they think it's a hundred one thousand dollars to win, and right. then it just gets all construed. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Like our our guest said earlier, you don't get into racing for the free time. You don't get into it to make money either. So no, no, was the age old saying is the best way to make a million dollars in racing is to start with three million. So yeah. So uh, what are you guys doing to celebrate the Epstein and Island list coming? Up? I can't wait. I wish you could is bet. That I wish you could live bet it. Yeah, it's supposed to. Come, I thought it was supposed to come out today, but I think it's the next couple <coughs> days. Oprah Winfrey's got to be like odds on favorite. Mm. Like, Old Clinton has to be. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I wonder if uh, so. These are the people that went to the island. To the island, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Who are some like shocking names that are probably on Barack there? Obama? Mm, that's not super shocking. Well, <laughs> maybe for some people, but what was it like? Wet jeans was like. What if it's like the guy who's the voice of like the Arby's commercial or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the Pope. It's like oh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> Be really uh, funny if somebody like today. Like put our press release, but yes, yes, I went. I did not have sex with any children. Uh, I went to enjoy the tennis courts yeah. and the beaches. Yeah, I went to go because it was a fucking nice island. Yeah, I got a free trip out of it. Like, yeah, Matt Lauer just comes out. Like, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that. That guy's a fucking weirdo. Uh, yeah. No, I just went to the water slide. Yeah. There by myself. I did not fiddle little boys <laughs> or girls. Yeah. Um, Bill and Hillary have to be on that list. Hillary. Bill, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, should mm. I wish, like I said, wish you could live bet it. Mm, that would be sick. I don't know why you. They can't, should do a draft honestly. style, like yeah. come out on the stage <laughs> with the next uh, selection in the, the 2024 Epstein Island draft. Uh, <laughs> the second name to be released is uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, that'd be rad. Jeff Gordon. <laughs> like maybe sad. though, that'd be sad. That would be very sad. <clears throat> that would be so crazy, though. Like, can you imagine taking like <clears throat> flow from progressive yeah. at like <laughs> plus like thirty eight thousand? The next name to be dropped: the Geico Gecko, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Mayfield. <laughs> he couldn't afford that. Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, shit. Well, this has been a bit. Been a while. It's been a fucking hour and forty one minutes. Mm. Two yeah, minutes. not too not too bad. No. Um, yeah, this weekend, what do we got? Rapping, yeah. I think Good. all of us are going. Charlie doesn't know what day it is. So yeah, he'll no, probably, I, he'll probably leave tomorrow. I wicked mm. fucked up, and I canceled plans to this weekend for last <laughs> weekend. So now I got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Mm. Um, no, it'd be a good time. I'd love to go. Um, I liked uh, on AARN or Indoor Auto Racing Series' website. You click on the uh, Allentown event, and it's got a thing called Things to Do in Area. And mm-hmm. uh, those uh, go to the laundromat. Yeah, that was in Fort Wayne. Yeah, well, I, when I can I can attest the little uh, downtown Allentown place where like the the arena is, it's not a bad place. Down Allentown, if you, get you will. It. Well, that's good. Allentown, so 
not going to spend a lot of time. Alan's doing what on the town? You get it. <clears throat> I was going to say when when Skip said that earlier, he's just like, yeah, nice place. Uh, the laundromat. I was going to say, uh, pretty sure that you could say the same thing about Allentown from everything that I've heard from multiple different people. I mean, to um, be fair, if you go like 100 feet the wrong way in Atlantic City, that's also just meth alley. So You go back a long time ago to the original soundboard, and I was, I was heavy on the gun sound effect one day. It a friend of the program jp curry hope we get to see jp this weekend he's a treat he lives in that area and he said he had to roll up his windows while driving through allentown while the gunshots were playing because he didn't want people to think that was actually happening because it's a <laughs> likely event to happen so maybe we're gonna bring our bulletproof vest this weekend yeah maybe uh bring the bring the road mics if any of the uh, people out there that are partaking want to uh, come up to the room have a beverage before your race and uh <laughs> I'm <laughs> on the program, um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we can get Briggs Danner to have a beer before <clears throat> the race. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, looking forward to helping Matt Janish again. Um, had aspirations of racing indoors this year. Plans didn't work out. Sometimes that happens, but uh, nonetheless, still looking forward to getting getting the band back together. Get to see Matt work with Matt, and uh, he's got some cool stuff in the works. So I'm looking forward to uh, to that race. Never been to Allentown. It's the only indoor race I haven't been to. Been to pretty much every single every uh, every other venue. So. Yeah, I've obviously never been to Allentown. Uh, I will say, if you listen to last week's episode uh, with Sean Foster, um, I did get word. I texted Sean and I said, "Hey, um, Daddy, uh, are were you um, by chance serious about going to Allentown this weekend? We'd love to have you." And uh, the response was, "And I quote, uh, no, son, I believe I was lying to you when I said that." Uh, <laughs> I love somebody who will humor us. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it was very tough, but uh, no daddy this weekend. To be fair, so. did we expect anything different? No, I didn't, no. but nope. it was actually kind of a shocker that he came to Syracuse that one time. It was, yeah. Drove by himself just to come hang out with the boys. What a dad. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. Long ways to get milk and cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. I need to pee. We know. Yeah. yeah. I think All this right. is it. That's it. 252. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.